Hello everyone, welcome back to the Simplifying Success podcast with me, your host, Muriel Foley. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. As always, so grateful that you are here. Wherever you are listening from, whatever you are doing right now, whatever day it is that you are listening to this, I hope that all is well with you, that you are good, that you're keeping well, and yeah, that you're minding yourself. Last week's episode, I'm loving the feedback. It's really gotten people thinking about their inner circle. And I think that it's almost like you gain power when you realize that there is loads of people in your environment that you can't control them being there or them not being there. But you can control who you deem as these are my people. These are my inner circle people. And I'm just so happy that for some of you who did let me know that you kind of went through the process of putting people into your inner circle and thinking about who you really wanted in there and who you genuinely felt didn't deserve to be in there for whatever reasons. So thank you for listening to that podcast and I'm really glad that it resonated with you like that. I do love the feedback so keep it coming. Positive, negative, Whatever feedback you have, I'm always open to it. So do let me know if you do have any feedback on these episodes. I always say that success, there's so many layers to it. It's multifaceted. So this podcast will always stick with that. And I have really true values and true goals for this podcast. And I just don't want to go too much in one direction Because I want this to be relatable for everyone in all walks of life. And there will be an episode that you may come back to or that you may not listen to. And in the future, think, okay, now it's time to listen to that podcast. So I'm trying to also make them relatively timeless. So I know that that's going to be impossible for some things. But at the moment, the topics that I have planned, the topics that I've currently done, they are things that you can always come back to because even myself, I find when I listen to podcasts, when even just when I'm listening to things or watching things that sometimes you do need repetition and there are things that we need to hear almost every single day. And I find that sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, there might be similarities with one podcast I listen to and another podcast I listen to. But that's a good thing because it's always good to have different people, different voices and different medias telling you the same thing, especially if it's something that's true to your values and true to your goals. So if my podcasts are helping you and there may be things that you want to come back to, then they will be here for that. So Last week, we talked all about the inner circle. I got you thinking about your friendships. This week is all about giving you tips for when you are applying for a job. And these are from my experience, both being interviewed for jobs, but also interviewing other people. 
And I just want to talk through some do's and don'ts, some mistakes I've made that I want to bestow my wisdom from my mistakes to you so that you don't make the same mistakes that I did throughout the years. So as I said, with all of these podcasts, I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a career guidance counsellor. I don't have a degree in every single topic that I talk about, but I have life experience. And like that, Baz Luhrmann, I think is his name, that song about, maybe it's him. I should probably have Googled that. The sunscreen song. If you have never listened to the, to the sunscreen song, listen to it. But he has a line in it where it says, he's basically saying that the basis of my advice is my own meandering experiences. And I think that that's such a good, it's such a good basis, right? Because I find that a lot of wise people and people that I look to for advice, that a lot of the best advice that I get from people are people who've lived through an experience, who have maybe made mistakes and now they're, they've learned from it and they're sharing their wisdom. They've been successful in a certain part of their life and they share share the wisdom. I find stories fascinating. I find people fascinating. And I just find that we all, we've all experienced something that we can pass on advice and wisdom about. So that's the basis of this podcast as well. So I'm not an expert in careers. I do not have a degree in career guidance counselling. However, I have gotten jobs that I really wanted to get, but I've also not gotten jobs that I've wanted to get because of certain things that I maybe didn't do or did do. So I'm going to start off with right now where you currently are. So when I did my podcast about giving you advice about how to get that promotion, that resonated with a lot of people. But it also resonated with people to the point where they were thinking, maybe I'm not in the best job right now for where I want to be. Maybe in the current role that I'm in within this company, I feel like I'm against a brick wall. Like there is no sight of career progression. So I don't see myself maybe growing in this company. So maybe I need to go and look for jobs or get jobs and so on. And I also find that when you are in a job that you really like, there's always like LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn, and I know a lot of my audience listening to this, that you are on LinkedIn. I always find that it's not that you're looking for other jobs, but you're always curious. Like if there was a job that came up in LinkedIn and it was just the title or it was like the company, something that made you click on that job description and look for more information on it. Like we've all been there where we've clicked on something and gone, oh, wow, like that, even that title that made me click on it or that company that made me click on it. So it's always good to to keep your eyes open and to have options and to just even see where the market is. And because sometimes I find if you get so stuck in your current role, and especially if you're feeling stuck right now, and this did come across a lot when I was talking about the promotion episode and the feedback that I got afterwards, And people saying like, I just feel like I'm between a rock and a hard place. I feel like I, there's not much options for me out there or I'm afraid to look, I'm afraid to like quit my job. I just feel like I'm kind of stuck here. So 
I would always say just keep like keep an eye out and even if you're really happy where you are something could come your way or something could come up that would just make you go oh that looks really good or that looks right up my street so always keep your your eyes open you never know anyway that was just a bit of a sidetracked advice I'm also kind of tired today (laughs) you can probably hear it in my voice um yeah I went out last night had a great time but I talk so much and when there's music you talk louder so apologies if I do sound a little bit hoarse and a little bit my voice might be a little bit deeper today that's why okay so with that being said about the career keeping an eye open even if you're really happy where you are or if you're feeling stuck keep an eye open but always like make a list of companies like and I even mean dream companies that you would love to work for whether it's big brands even if it's smaller brands maybe these are companies that you follow on social media maybe these are companies or brands that you really support that you buy their products that you use their services try to think big picture here and just put down like make a list of brands I mean, I would go so far as to say make an Excel sheet and put down the names of brands and businesses that just really make you feel something. Like brands that you're like, if I worked for them or if I worked with them, that would just be peak happiness. So always make these list of companies and just follow them on social media because you just never know when a role might come up and you want to make sure that you're following them especially on mediums like LinkedIn or even Instagram. But I find with Instagram brands, you'll see their kind of B2C. So you'll see their business to customer content they're selling. Whereas on LinkedIn, if you follow a company, a brand, a business, you'll see the business side. So you'll get to know the company culture a bit more. You'll get to know their values a bit more. You'll get to know if there's current roles coming up, but also if they're a business that works with other brands. So maybe they're a B2B business. They could be an agency, for example. On LinkedIn, you'll see a lot of their client work as well, if they're sharing a lot of that. So that's kind of my number one advice here is just really get to know the companies. And as I said, I do like my Excel sheet. Okay. (laughs) I do like that. But when you're really, really serious about it, and if you want to make sure that you keep that those standards high, and you're like, if a position comes up in these companies, that you know, you you are aware that they do hire, that there are positions that could, could potentially come up that are completely in your arena. So you want to be building this kind of research document for yourself that you can just easily go into if a position comes up in one of these companies because what you'll be doing is you'll be just taking note of things that you may have seen on their LinkedIn that made you go oh I really like that they did that for this specific day so if there's something that you really care about that you have values about and they've done something something to do with their company culture day or they've recognized a specific holiday something like that that really struck a chord with you note that and just anything if in terms of client work, like do your research. And I'll, I'll say why in a minute. But it's just great to have those in your repertoire, easy to come into so that if a position comes up, you're ready to move quickly. So that's kind of the, the main piece of advice. And from 
some like I have experience interviewing candidates for multiple roles and there is nothing worse than when you are interviewing somebody and they don't know anything about your company like they are sitting there they've probably have loads of interviews that particular week they talk about themselves they talk about their skills but they just don't have an idea about what the company does even who the clients are let's just say if it's agency for example and they just they don't know anything about the company and I just find that when you are interviewing somebody for a role you want them to be passionate about your company even if it's them knowing two or three things about what you do or who you are then that already sets them apart like I have done interviews before where I've said, oh, so, you know, how do you, like, how did you find out about our business? Um, You know, do you have, like, have you seen some of our work online? And they'll go, no, no, I, I don't really know that much. Like, uh, and it, they kind of stutter through it. And it just doesn't really, it, it just doesn't bode well. It doesn't really go down well. And I find that if you see things that align with your values, it's always good to bring up talking points. So even at the start of the interview, to set yourself apart a little bit, you could say something like, oh, I actually noticed that two months ago you did this or you have that. And I actually really like that because I'm interested in X, Y, Z, whatever it is, some sort of a talking point. It kind of relaxes you as well, but it also shows that you have an interest in something that aligns with their values. And that's a really big thing as well for things like finding them, finding the fish for the company, them finding somebody that they can hire that they know will support these culture things that they do that will align with who they are and who will get along with their team so big big thing is to know what the company does who they are what their values are and a little bit about their like their kind of day-to-day so the other thing I have to say here is act fast so when you see a position coming up you need to act really, really quickly. So whether it's on LinkedIn, whether it's on Indeed, whether it's on Monster, if it's the company actually posting themselves to say that there's a position available, act fast. Because from a either a recruiter's point of view or an in-house point of view, the quicker that you get an application, because there will be that lag time generally for people when they kind of hear about it or when you start getting resumes or CVs, but the kind of the people who who act quickly and who are ready to go, then those people they they tend to kind of get the 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 first past the post if that makes sense. So there's a few ways that you can act quickly. So there's a few ways that you can be prepared. So first of all, when you are doing LinkedIn job searches, you can use their filter. So they actually have if you're doing a LinkedIn job search there's different criteria that you can select. So you can do either like industry type, company, a specific job title, a specific location. You can type in, you know, remote or hybrid, whatever it is. And then when you have your criteria, then you can you can set a job alert. So you can be alerted when a position comes up that satisfies your criteria. And then you can literally apply really, really quickly. And LinkedIn does, they have this, um, they've, they've released this statistic that says 
applying within the first 10 minutes of a job being posted increases your chances of hearing back by up to four times. So if you act quick and if you're ready, then it increases that chance of of getting of hearing back from that company. So it's really, really important to, to act fast here. But that being said, if you are setting your criteria and you're setting your job alert, then that's great. But are you actually ready? So when you're applying, do you have all of your docs in a row? Because yes, you could have applied. And especially with the LinkedIn, you can apply really quickly with um, through LinkedIn Apply which is great and usually it's linked use it's linked to your LinkedIn profile that is a tongue twister so because of that is your LinkedIn profile ready because I've been there I've put jobs up on LinkedIn and when people apply they have been linked to their LinkedIn profile and I will go in and I will check so there is a few things just in terms of your LinkedIn profile first of all that you could be doing before you apply for a job this podcast is sponsored by MGFD MGFD are digital marketing activation specialists who also have an academy filled with workshops for people who need to understand the digital marketing landscape in a really simplified way. So whether you need help with Reels, understanding TikTok, getting started with Ads Manager or Google Ads, each month they add new courses to help you navigate the ever-changing landscape. For more information, visit mgfd.ie. So the first thing is your profile picture. Try to have a professional headshot and try to have a relevant, up-to-date professional headshot. I know that sometimes it can be quite difficult to get one. So even if it's you getting somebody to take a picture of you and there's like a nice kind of a, a... clear wall so whether it's a white wall a dark wall so something that's kind of plain behind you and you're well lit from the front you can literally do it on a phone but just try to have something that looks professional so maybe not the selfies maybe not a group photo um the graduation photos they just like I try to kind of get people out of using their graduation photos I lectured on um a master's course and a, a certificate course for a few years and I always said to the students yes your graduation photos like it's really important to graduate it's really important to have your photos but just don't use them on LinkedIn because even when people are looking just straight out of university straight out of college for jobs and they have their profile picture as their graduation photo then it's just still linking you to to school and to that kind of student-esque look. I know this is, I'm trying to make sense of what I'm trying to say, but essentially when you're applying for jobs, you want to already have stepped out of that. Like now you're ready to enter the professional arena. Now you're ready to get the job that you want and you're finished with that chapter of your life. So when you're applying, you could have amazing skills. You could also have had amazing experience And when people are looking, sometimes that can be a bit of a barrier if they see that you have a graduation picture because they're like, oh, maybe they don't have the experience or maybe they don't have this, this, this. There is automatically that judging a book by its cover. So try to have something, just step into the professional arena right off the bat and have your profile picture reflective of you, but also professional and not with a gown and a cap. Have your experience and your skills. That is really important to have. Have really 
clear skills and experience outlined. These are things that you can add on your profile and you can also do them to match a lot of the criteria for jobs that you're searching for. So try to think about different things that recruiters and um, job like people posting the jobs will have the kind of keywords that they'll have in the the job description. So try to make sure that you have those keywords and those those really important skills and experience outlined so that it really is an, a good match and a true match to what they're actually looking for. And obviously be honest about these as well. And you have a summary section as well. So try to emulate even something that you'd have in a cover photo or a cover letter. Try to make it a little bit about you and a bit like try to kind of have your experience summarized and your skills but also what you're passionate about and try to make it a little bit more personal than just bullet points in a summary try to kind of make it a little bit more conversational because then that way people will see that you are human that you're not just this clinical LinkedIn profile you kind of need to set yourself apart and that goes as well for cover letter which I'll get into in a minute and then you also have a featured section So if you are actively looking for a job, you need to up your game on posting on LinkedIn. And that's something that might take a bit of time, but it's just good to be active on LinkedIn. It's good to be actively connecting with people on LinkedIn and just enjoying that networking um, style because you never know who you're connecting with who might see that you've applied for a job or there might be somebody that you're connected to that if somebody's hiring and they click on your LinkedIn profile and see that there's a mutual connection and it's someone that they trust that's also a really really good impression that that you'll make on them so try to be active and then putting your posts that you really are proud of in your featured section too so there is a little bit of work that people do need to put into their LinkedIn profile but it's so worth it when you are applying for jobs especially if you're applying through LinkedIn to just have your profile as reflective of you but also as ship shape and shiny as you possibly can because this is this is that first impression that you're going to give people and you want it to to really be your best work so now that you're kind of thinking about okay I'm my LinkedIn profile is ready and I'm happy to apply using my LinkedIn profile, but you can also have the option of adding a cover letter here. And again, I'm not going to go into too much detail. I am not a a career guidance counselor, but there are just a few things because if you are applying for a job, you probably like we all have experience writing a cover letter. We kind of know what goes into it, but I always find just keep it short and sweet. Like keep it short and sweet. Have it tailored enough to the job that you're applying for instead of being like, hello, this is my name. This is my experience. I would really be grateful for an interview, blah, 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 blah. You don't want it to be too copy and paste and you don't want it to sound too generic. So try to keep it as short and sweet as possible. As somebody who has had to literally go through hundreds of resumes before, If I see a cover letter and it's three or four pages, even before I get to the resume, that's a lot. Like that is a lot. So keeping it short, sweet, tailored, and you can be quirky with it too. If it's for a company that is a bit of fun, is a bit different, is a bit outside of the box, then try to think about how they would respond to something that might be a bit like them. So a bit out of the box, a bit quirky, a bit different, then that will make you stand out and that will accelerate the process for you as well. But try to explain in a nutshell your interest in the job, your expertise, but also 
how you how and why you feel like you would be a good fit but add your availability if possible into the cover letter so this is really important especially if there's a company that is recruiting for a position and they're under pressure if they know that they're going to be interviewing people who will be available to start in the next two weeks three weeks whatever it is then that makes you more attractive as a a potential candidate candidate because of availability and sometimes they will be so like not to say whatever but they might be desperate (laughs) to get people and if some people have their availability it helps them to kind of whittle it down but obviously you're going to be applying for a job you have the skills for and that you have a passion in and interest in so if you are applying to be a doctor and you have no degree and no expertise but you're available to start tomorrow that's not going to cut the mustard but I think you know what I mean there about just letting them know that if if you were to be successful candidate then you you would be available to start within the next two, three weeks, whatever that is. But it is really important to to have that cover letter and just to have those few words and even just having that summary section on your LinkedIn profile. Obviously, you're not going to put availability in that, but it's just good to have a little bit about you, but to have that kind of personal element as well in there. And I'm going to kind of go through a, a couple of do's and don'ts before I finish this episode, as you can hear my page turning. So... One thing that I would say when it comes to do's and don'ts, and I will tell you my mistakes, this is where it's coming from, is even when it comes to lingo. So I'm not going to say, um, you know, go and apply for a job that's way out of your league. And I'm talking about like you having a year's experience and then going for like a CEO position in a multi-million dollar company like it's that's shooting for the stars like put that on your dream board but work your way up but apply for apply for positions that even if you fit 60% of what they're looking for apply for it don't get turned off from positions because you go oh like I have everything they want but there's just this one thing that's on the job description and I don't know how to do that I can't apply like I have created job descriptions and it's a like it is a shot in the dark like it is a Hail Mary when you put everything on there it's literally like the 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 wish list for the perfect candidate and you know that putting down all these skills that there won't be people won't fit every single thing but if somebody applies for a job and they have 60 to 70% of what you're looking for but they have a passion and eager and willing to learn they're you know they're humble and they're willing to work as a team and be a sponge they don't claim that they're an expert and a know-it-all I prefer for people to be honest but that they're eager to learn and they're really quick to learn and quick to adapt then those are the people that you want because it's really hard to find if someone if someone is being interviewed and they know everything about everything I tend to push them a little bit harder so if if I'm like for example oh you I see here that you've um, social media advertising experience um, and they'll be like yeah so they have every single thing yes 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 I've done it I've done it and then I'll ask them like a specific question to do with a form of advertising on we'll say audience network and if I and I can see it in their reaction right away if they don't know what I'm talking about and then I'm like okay I can kind of suss this person they're they're saying a lot of yes 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 and I'd rather someone to say what they have experience in but also saying things like oh I have experience with this but I'm also aware that I haven't experience in this but 
I'm so eager to learn and I'm happy to put in the work and be a sponge. That to me is the perfect answer. I'd rather you be honest and not BS your way through an interview and then we hire you and you don't know what you're doing like at all. But then you claim to be an expert and you don't ask questions. No. Okay, sorry. Sidetracked yet again, blaming the tiredness. But here we are. So don't get turned off by job descriptions. I've made that mistake before. I have seen positions come up that are obviously higher roles and more senior roles than what I was used to. And I was turned off because I saw one or two things on the job description that I just felt, oh, I don't know, am I 100% confident in applying for this because of that? And I really wish I just went for those things at the time because I know now that if you show your willingness and eagerness to learn, you can you can get that position that you want and you can literally learn on the job and get and get those additional skills there. And a lot of companies will upskill you and will reinvest in you and that's the kind of place you want to be. So that's something that I would say is just don't let a job description completely turn you off a job. Then another thing is know the lingo. So if you are applying for a job, any job really, then try to think about what industry it is. Try to think about terminology because sometimes, and I'm guilty of this, sometimes they will throw a word at you or they'll throw a term at you just to see how you react or can you answer the question. So just make sure that you know a lot of the terminology and lingo. Years and years and years ago, I was applying for a job and this was my second interview. So I had the first interview in person with, let's just say like the managers. And then my next, um, my next round was a phone call with one of the directors. And this was for an agency years and years ago. And I was on the phone and I was doing a really good interview. And I like I, I do like I find that when you're kind of confident and when you have when you're confident even in your skills and in yourself, it's it's like you can do a really good interview and you can give people a really good first impression. So everything was going really well. And he asked me something about, oh, he said, what were the main KPIs of one of your clients that you worked with in, in the last 12 months? And I could not remember what KPI stood for. So KPI stands for a key performance indicator, which is like, what is a successful metric? So I could have said something like sales, traffic, whatever, interactions, whatever, right? That's a KPI. Couldn't think of it. I literally couldn't think of it. My mind went blank because, and I was aware that I should have brushed up a little bit more on terminology, but my mind just went completely blank. I was really, really young as well. And I had a bit of experience, but I just couldn't think about that terminology because in the last couple of places I'd worked, we didn't really use those terms. So I had such a long pause on this call that I was like, um, you know, and then, oh, and then he just, he knew that I didn't know what KPI meant. And he just gave me examples. He was like, you know, key performance indicators like traffic or sales. And I was like, yes, sorry. Okay. And then I just knew his tone changed from then on. And then I totally lost my confidence. I lost my mojo in that call. And I just felt like the last maybe five or 10 minutes of the call was just him just asking me random questions that he, you know, I knew from that moment it was a dead duck. So that's something that I would say to 
to just brush up on. <laughs> brush up on. Um, and then the last thing I would say here is um, a lot of interviewers ask, what's your five-year plan? Or where do you see yourself in five years? And I had this before. I was actually interviewing for Mercedes in Toronto, in Canada. I was interviewing for to work with their brand as one of the digital marketing managers. And I had just moved to Toronto and I was so excited to be working, like to be, to get this interview with this amazing brand, obviously. And <laughs> they asked me that question. And I said something along the lines of, I'd love to own my own business. It came true. <laughs> it came true. But I said something like, yes, in five years, I see myself owning my own business. I, you know, I'm very independent. I love working with brands, blah, blah, blah. So I went off on a tangent. That was not what I should have said. Because if you think about it, the reason they ask you that is because they want to know, are you going to be, are you going to be serious about our company? is this a, a job that you'll want long term? So that's why they asked that question. So if you say that your five-year plan, if you're kind of humming and hawing over it, you need to think about, okay, where am I? Okay, I'm in this company. I'm interviewing for this particular job. And they're asking me this question. I need to make my answer about this company without saying, I see myself here. Because <laughs> that's just that's just very much like a, okay, yeah, that's an obvious answer. But what I would say is you could say something like, well, I have been doing my research on this particular company and I have looked at how your kind of hiring process works. And I see myself, if I could, you know, if I put my head down, I work really, really hard, I could potentially see myself in a team lead position here. I'm really passionate about people or I'd love to see myself in like a project manager role. I really want to continue to to drive on and, and work my way up in this company because I just feel like it's just such a great place to be. And maybe the role within this company doesn't even exist that I'll be doing yet. Like something like that. Or... You could do this. <laughs> this is for the brave and the bold, but I like this. So if they say what your five-year plan is, then you could be like, do you celebrate work anniversaries here? Because if you do and you get cake, I would be expecting in five years time to have a chocolate fudge cake at my desk with a balloon and maybe like some silverware. <laughs> something like that and be like and I would want people to um to celebrate me on the day so that it's like you're making it already seem like you are there that you've been five years in the company already and that like you're celebrating that so I think that something like that could be different and it's kind of fun but it's also just it's just showing them that like you're not going anywhere like you really want to work with them you love the company you're passionate about what they do you align your values with them you've done all of your research and you're serious about this and that's just to them that they 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 can see that it's really clear so that's just a nice kind of answer to give because usually the what where do you see yourself in 5 years usually that's one of the last questions that they'll ask you so it's always good to have that in your back pocket just some answer that reflects you still being there as well. So that is all of my advice for you today on job hunting. I do hope that it helps you. Maybe it's not something that you need to hear now, but maybe it's something that 
in two, three years time, maybe in six months time, maybe in two weeks time, you'll want to come back to and listen to and just get yourself ready. But don't settle. Like when you're applying for jobs, especially if you're in a job right now that you absolutely hate, if you have stuck in that job for like two years, like stay with it for another few months. Don't just find the next thing that comes along and just get it because it's not the job that you're in now try to have your standards high and that's why that excel sheet will really help you or even if it's like that pen to paper and you're writing down these companies that you really want to work for and you're making those connections you're being more active on LinkedIn you're brushing up on all of your skills you're getting yourself ready and you're doing the work then wait like something will come along and even if you need to extend the companies that you would like to work with like if you want to expand that list but keep those standards high because if you want to have a job like the next job that you get and you really want to be there and work your way up and you really want to love where you work then you don't want to just interview for somewhere that you think oh it'll do for now like it's grand then you want something that you're really passionate about. You want something that gives you that feeling in your belly, right? When you see that title on LinkedIn or that little job thing that comes up and you're like, oh, oh, that actually sounds like a bit of me. You want something like that. So have confidence in yourself. You will absolutely get that job that you deserve. And yeah, all good things will come your way. And just don't make the mistakes that I did. learn from my mistakes so that is all that I have time for today thank you so much for listening for getting this far as I always say I really appreciate you listening and giving me feedback and yeah until next week I hope you have a stunning week and I will talk to you very soon bye